Riley Gaines is one of America's top athletes, a 12 times champion swimmer. She spent many hours, many weeks, many months, many years dedicating herself to becoming a superb athlete. Until one day she suddenly found that she was being forced to compete against somebody born as a man. Riley, welcome. Tell us your story. Well, thank you so much. Um, so, like you said, swimming for me was a lifelong journey. Um, I began swimming at the age of four, and I was fortunate enough to swim all the way through middle school, high school, and eventually earn a scholarship. And so I ultimately chose the University of Kentucky. Um, I knew I wanted to stay in the SEC, and I knew I wanted to go to a school that would pushed me, of course, athletically, but as well as academically and within my, my own personal um, achievements. And so I chose Kentucky, um, a fantastic experience. I'll give a little background. Um, of course, we dealt with COVID, which was not fun, not ideal, especially when you're an athlete, um, especially in the sport of swimming where we don't take time off. And so my sophomore year, COVID hit, and we were robbed of our NCAA championships. So already it felt like you competed all year and for what? For nothing because we did not compete at our national championships and so we got sent home for a few months, which like I said, that never happens in swimming. And so I was fortunate enough that I'm from Tennessee where there are lots of lakes around. Um, and so with all of the pool closures and gym closures, I put on a wetsuit every day and I got in the lake and I swam. Literally you went out all swimming? Oh yeah. Up and down the channel, in and out of coves, swimming miles every day because this was my only opportunity to continue improving because I knew I wanted to come back my junior year. Um, I had very big goals set for myself, mm -hmm. um, which is exactly what I did. And when we came back, I was um, at an advantage compared to my competitors because I had spent this time training. And so my senior year rolls around and I set a goal to win a national title, which was not a goal that was out of reach for me. Um, about November of my senior year, which this was November of 2021, um, I was on pace to do so. I was ranked third in the nation behind one amazing female athlete who I was very familiar with because like most top tier athletes, you know each other um, regardless of where you compete in the country. But the person who was leading the nation in multiple events by multiple seconds, I had never heard of. And of course, this was the first time that I became aware of a swimmer named Leah Thomas. But for all I knew at the time, this was a female who came out of nowhere her senior year to post the fastest times in the nation um, in events ranging from the 100 freestyle, which is, of course, a sprint, all the way to the mile, which is, of course, long distance. So there were a bunch of things that didn't make much sense until an article was posted disclosing that Leah Thomas was formerly Will Thomas and swam three years on the men's side at UPenn. And so when I heard this, I was, of course, shocked, but truthfully, I was relieved because then I could look up who Will Thomas was um, and what um, placement Will was when Will was competing as a man. And so upon doing so, I could see that Will, at best, in the men's category, ranked around 450, 462nd at best, actually. And so seeing this, I felt relieved because I thought the NCAA would see this, the sheer facts of it, and see how seems so obvious. It's so obvious how blatantly unfair it was allowing this person to go from being a mediocre male to winning or becoming the fastest female in the country by seconds in multiple events. But that's of course not what we saw. Um, the NCAA, about three weeks before our championship meet, said that Leah Thomas would be competing against the women, um, and so I got to 
firsthand experience the injustice of competing against a biological male as well as changing in a locker room with a biological male. This ought to have been an all-American su success story. You've got the challenge of COVID. You rise to that by finding a lake, <laughs> spending your time using what you've got, right. swimming outdoors. You make sure that you are one of the best. And yet, suddenly, because of some crazy decision taken by the administrators, you find yourself competing against someone with XY chromosomes, a man. Right. It sounds like an SNL skit, but it's, it was reality for us. So that first day, we sat on the side of the pool, I sat on the side of the pool, and watched Leah Thomas win a national title, which meant Leah Thomas became the fastest female in the country, beating out Olympians, beating out American record holders, the most impressive female swimmers of all time, um, again by seconds, which in swimming, seconds is a lot. This is a sport that's measured down to the hundredth of a second. How did you feel watching that? Heartbreak, more than anything, um, because going into the meet, of course we knew it was wrong, but there was almost this sense of intriguement. You know, what was this going to look like? But sitting there watching it, it just felt like, it didn't feel like this was progressive. It didn't feel like this was progress and we were moving forward. This felt like we were going 50 years back in time to when Title IX wasn't yet implemented. I, I grew up thinking that the world was becoming a better place because women were being treated better, equal treatment for women. And I thought the debate over equal treatment for women in women's sports was you know, making sure that you know, right. the, the, the prize money at Wimbledon was the same, making sure that soccer teams got equal coverage, whether they're male or female. How can it be that in the name of equality, we've, we're kind of squeezing women out? What, what's gone wrong? It's so twisted. Um, it's utter hypocrisy because the same people who once were fighting for... Um, equal opportunities, especially in sports like Megan Rapino, who you mentioned in soccer. She was a trailblazer in getting equal pay and equal access and equal recess or resources for women. But now Megan Rapino, that same person, is actively fighting for trans inclusion in women's sports. Of course she's done competing and she doesn't have children. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't have daughters to worry about, so for her there's nothing necessarily at stake. Um, and so it just feels so twisted. I never necessarily would have considered myself a feminist because I believe in codependency, especially in relationships with my husband. Um, I think there's a level of being dependent on one another. And I have in my, in my mind, when I think of feminism, um, prior to these past few years, you think of women empowerment, women can do everything on their own, they don't need men. Well, yes, I, I believe that to be true, I rely on my husband, but now I do consider myself somewhat of a modern-day feminist because I, I'm, I feel like it's there's this systemic erasure, eradication of women that's happening. And it's, it's not just sports, it's so much bigger than sports, and so sitting back watching that now, I feel like I do have to fight for women's rights. Maybe those of us around today are the beneficiaries of that earlier feminism. We assumed the battles had been won, and actually we're having to, we're having to refight those battles. Absolutely, and that's what we're seeing with Title IX, and for those listening who don't know what Title IX is, it's basically a um, federal law that ensures equal opportunities in scholarships, which of course applies to um, athletic scholarships um, in all universities mm -hmm. um, between the sexes important that they do use the term sex. But now, of course, the Biden administration is trying to actively rewrite Title IX to where it's not 
stopping discrimination on the basis of sex. It's stopping discrimination on the basis of gender identity. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to equate the two words. So this is not only, of course, detrimental to women's sports. This would mean now that a male could be in a sorority. This would mean that a male could live in a dorm room with a woman and you could do absolutely nothing about it. Um, this would now make it sexual harassment for someone like me to misgender someone like Leah Thomas. Um, not Leah Thomas who is showing his male genitals in the locker room. That's not sexual harassment, but me calling Leah Thomas a he, I would be the one guilty of sexual it's, harassment. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, I don't think one can blame individuals for taking advantage of the mad decisions no. of authority. The, the issue is making sure that Absolutely. those in authority make the right decisions. Absolutely. Why, why do you think it is that organizations that ought to know better uh, are so muddled and confused by this? Well, one, I think large organizations like the NCAA, like the IOC, which is the International Olympic Committee, like a lot of these sports-specific, like FIFA or FINA, which is swimming, or um, these sports-specific organizations, one, they're cowards. Um, I talked with Mark Emmert, who's the president of the NCAA, um, a few weeks ago at the NCAA convention in San Antonio, and he told me, great job. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, we need more people who will fight like you. We support you. But just a few months prior, he's the one who allowed the whole Leah Thomas situation to happen, and he released a statement doubling down in his decision, saying that they unequivocally stand in their decision because it's based in evolving science. Um, and so that shows the lack of leadership and the lack of authenticity and the, the cowardice that mm. these people, especially in these governing positions, that they possess. Two, I think organizations, of course, they follow the money. Um, that's what we're seeing with Disney. That's what we're seeing with so many larger organizations who are caving to kind of these woke fads that the majority of the country doesn't stand behind that are more divisive than they are good, but they're following the money. Might it be the case that, you know, we're all conscious of the fact that 100 years ago, 50 years ago, even 20 years ago, gay people were treated appallingly. Not just treated appallingly right. by society, but actually there was often legal discrimination against right. them. And quite rightly, those issues have been addressed, and people quite rightly now insist upon equal treatment right. of gay people under the law. Might it be that there's some confusion as to what transgenderism actually means? And so a lot of people, without really understanding it, they don't want to be seen as being on the wrong side of something that they, they fear might, might be the same as being homophobic. And so there's this just gut reaction of, oh, let's, let, let's side with transphobic on this. Absolutely. I think people initially have that reaction to be kind and inclusive and to affirm everyone's identity. But in reality... It's not kind to affirm someone's identity when they're experiencing a dysphoria because that's what, that's what this is. Um, it's not inclusive to allow these people to enter into women-only spaces and changing rooms and our sports and steal our opportunities because in reality it's exclusive to the people that these implementations were supposed to be protecting. Um, and so I think there's kind of a misconception because it is true. Um, people were harmful towards the LGB community for a long time. But I think it's worth noting that the LGB community, that of course refers to your sexuality. It's not your sexual orientation, which is a totally different, I mean, it's two different realms, two different aspects. And so I've talked to so many people in the LGB community who are so frustrated with 
um, the tea umbrella because one, they claim it's making them look bad when you have these people who are forcing themselves into women's spaces um, and taking women's rights. That's what they're frustrated about is there's no fight. Of course, the LGB community had to fight for their rights. Um, the transgender community doesn't want to fight. They want to take rights away from others. And as you use the phrase LGB, are you deliberately not saying LGBT because you're making a distinction between... Yes, LGBT, yes, right? yes. Um, There's also... Sorry, did you want to... No, that's, that's right. There's also a distinction in terms of rights. There are rights that you might call natural rights. Um, you know, all Americans, um, it says in the Declaration of Independence, have inalienable rights. Right. But then there are those rights that come at the expense of others. And surely we need to distinguish between that. I may have a right to identify as whatever I want to identify as, but that's a difference of right for me saying I therefore have the right to take something right. from you. Right, absolutely, and that's what people aren't understanding. No one wants to control how people identify themselves. Um, I don't care if someone wants live to. Live. Absolutely. If you are a grown adult who wants to say that you, a grown adult male who wants to say you're a woman, fine. Don't expect me to not live in truth, though. There are two sexes. And if I want to say that actually biologically, you know, with great respect, you can identify as a plank of wood, I still regard you as right. being male or female. Don't use right. the force of law to prosecute me and ostracize me and drive me off social media. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. We live in this cancel culture, um, which is incredibly sad. There's no form of open dialogue mm -hmm. about these kinds of issues anymore. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't like what you're saying, it's immediately hate speech. But hate speech is not just speech you hate. Um, but that's kind of the point we've gotten to. And so immediately, I all the time am called transphobic or a bigot or hateful or anti-Christian, which those are not true. I know my convictions. Mm -hmm. I know my heart. I know I'm not saying trans people don't exist and should be denied um, basic rights. That's not what I think by any means. But all the, take heart, I mean, all the people who change the world for the better were vilified. If, if it was Absolutely. easy to do the things that you were doing, people would have done them. It's, it's because of your bravery and your courage Absolutely. that we're, we're in the chance. Just a, a final thought. We hear a lot about men, people with XY chromosomes, wanting to define themselves as women and then have equal access to take part in women's sport and women's activities. If this was about genuine equality, where are the women identifying as men wanting to take part in the weightlifting competitions. Exactly. Um, I think it's actually worth noting that last year at our NCAA championships, um, where Leah had won a national title and where Leah and myself tied in the 200 freestyle, we also had another transgender athlete there who was formerly Izzy, now identifies as Isaac, so was a biological female competing as a male, but of course swimming in the women's category because Izzy or Isaac would have never qualified to compete in the men's category, which is something the media has done just a terrible job of shedding light on, which proves that it's the women's category that's at jeopardy because we had someone who swam as a biological female only in a Speedo, went by he, him, um, fully identified as a male, but was swimming with the women. Again, because this person would not have qualified as a male. And so the only people who are truly at jeopardy, I shouldn't say the only people, but the group that is 
most at Jeopardy is the women's category. And again, this is more than just sports. They're changing terms that apply to women, like motherhood and like breastfeeding, that's now chest feeding, and the terms like period and menstruation. Those are not, those are apparently offensive. Um, but notice how we're not, excuse me for being explicit, but we're not changing terms like erection, which are now, I guess, no longer exclusive to men. Why aren't we changing, which I don't think we should, but bringing this up for a point, why aren't we changing um, the term male in the dictionary like we have for mm. woman, or man in the dictionary like we have for woman? Mm. The only thing that's being eradicated is women. Mm. And so it's incredibly sad to see the systemic erasure that ultimately it seems as if the left is trying to it, accomplish. It's the name of being progressive. It's yes. Just, well, Thank you so much for what you're doing, Riley. Thank you for what you're doing at a federal level. What can we do here in Mississippi to make sure that competitions at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Jackson State aren't affected by this? Well, Mississippi has passed a, um, I believe in 2021, they were one of the, I think there's about 18 or 19 states now that have passed a Fairness in Women's Sports Bill. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys were ahead of the curve there, which is phenomenal, but what good is that bill if we can't define the term woman. Mm -hmm. And so it's crucial that we're able to do so to protect these bills and bills um, not just for sports, but again, any, any law that mentions the term woman, what good is it if we can't define woman? And so there's a new bill that was actually introduced this cycle but did not pass, but it's called the Women's Bill of Rights. This essentially, it does not change any laws, it does not um, create any new laws, it does not restrict laws um, from being um, enacted that protect transgender individuals or prevent them from discrimination, but it's a law that defines what it is to be a woman, which defines woman as adult human female, um, which then defines female as someone who can or has the ability to produce eggs. Um, I never in my lifetime thought we would need a bill that defines woman, man, male, or female, but here we are. Um, and so it sounds silly even advocating for it, but it, it, it is crucial. Um, again, far beyond sports, it's something that would protect women across all facets of life. Well, thank you for what you're doing. Okay.